Welcome to the Nurse Becoming podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Guarneri from the Resume RX, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to empowering and encouraging nurses along your path of professional and self discovery. As a nurse practitioner, mom, and business owner, I'm on a mission to help you figure out how to leave your lasting impact on the world, all while bravely and fearlessly growing along the way. Join me for honest conversations and inspiring stories about personal and professional growth, all through the lens of nursing. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Nurse Becoming Podcast. It's your host, Amanda Guarneri. And as always, so happy to be spending this time with you and to be in your ears or in your car stereo or wherever you're listening today. And I'm going to start with a question for you. Have you ever low-key social media stalked anyone? Maybe this was someone at work, a boss, a friend of a friend, or a new potential friend who you just met. Most of us do it, myself included. I'm definitely guilty of this. And the truth is future employers and hiring managers do it too. So we're really going to be diving into social media etiquette today because I want to make sure that you are putting your best foot forward and protecting your privacy and really making sure that your professional persona is showing up appropriately online. According to monster.com, a recent study by the Society for Human Resource Management, and I'll link this in the show notes if you want to read through it, this study found that 84% of employers recruit via social media, and 43% of employers screen job candidates through social networks and search engines. 43%, that's nearly half. That means that nearly half of employers are Googling you, looking you up on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all those places as part of this screening process, either before they've decided to interview you or maybe afterwards. So in today's episode, I'm going to introduce some do's and don'ts for your presence on social media so that you can maximize things working in your favor and minimize your liabilities. All right, are you ready? Let's dive in. So first things first, this is a do. Remember, we're going over some do's and don'ts. So do, do take an inventory of your social accounts and adjust privacy settings. Okay, so think of this like a mini audit. It shouldn't take you too long, but here's what I want you to do first. First, I want you to head to Facebook and I want you to make sure that all of your posts, past and present, are set to friends only. Okay, I want you to also double check your profile picture and your cover photos, since those are usually set to public by default, but you can change them. So go click through your album of profile photos or your album of cover photos. You'll probably notice that a lot of them, sorry, my cat is jumping all over me. You'll probably notice that most of these photos have the public setting. Like it shows the little world, which is the little symbol in in Facebook to show that it is public. So you can go in and manually change those. Okay. Now your short bio, which on Facebook, this is a newer thing. It's underneath your name on your, on your profile. 
that is usually public. So I recommend removing that if it's something that's completely unprofessional or it's not something that you want everyone to read, or you can make it in alignment with your professional persona if you so choose. Now, Facebook is not really meant to be a professional platform, so you certainly don't have to really say anything about yourself professionally here. Just make sure that it's not something that you don't want people uh, or potential employers reading about you. Another option on Facebook is to consider changing your name so that you are less searchable, so that people won't be able to find you. Now you could do first name, middle name, you could change your last name, you can, you know, change your name to how it's spelled phonetically. You know, this means you won't be able to be found by a lot of people. Uh, but if that's okay with you, then that's not a bad idea. And once you're done with all these little changes, you can go to the privacy settings and preview yourself as a non-friend. Okay, go to the privacy settings and preview your profile as a non-friend. And this is so that you can make sure that the degree of privacy that you've set up is how you've intended it to be. It'll also help you find if there's anything public that you did not want to be public. Like for example, back in the day, it used to be really common on Facebook to include like likes, right? Interests, books that you've read and Sometimes we've updated those so many years ago if you're, you know, an OG user of Facebook that you don't even know that those things are still there or that they're public. So go ahead and preview your profile as a non-friend to make sure that it's showing the way you want it to show if strangers were to view your profile. Next, still under this same social media account audit, if you have an Instagram account, I recommend setting it to private. There aren't as many privacy tweaks as a privacy settings as there are on Facebook. So you basically have two options on Instagram, public account where they can see everything that you post or private where they can't see anything. So I recommend setting it to private. If you have a personal account, you can also change your display name so that you do not show up in search. So you're not, I'm not talking about your username, but like your display name that goes underneath your username that is searchable. So if you have it as your first name, last name, someone will be able to look you up that way. So you can change that so that you don't even show up in search. Your bio and Instagram and your main photo will always be public. So keep that in mind. So you can take out your bio or keep it simple and make sure that your profile picture is not anything that you don't want other people to see. And these are settings that you can also do on TikTok if you are on there as well. So that's the first do. You're going to go to Facebook, Instagram, TikTok if you have it, and make sure that your privacy settings are set in a way that you are comfortable with other people viewing you as. The next is another do. Do consider having a LinkedIn account with at least a basic profile and photo. I'm a big proponent on LinkedIn. I have training courses on LinkedIn. And frankly, it's the primary platform for managerial folks and HR professionals. Even if not a ton of nurses or nurse practitioners are on LinkedIn, the truth is all the executives, all the C-suite leaders, all the HR recruiters, this is their main, main platform. So they're gonna be there and they're probably gonna look for you there. If you have a LinkedIn profile already, that's great. Just make sure that it's up to date. And if you don't have one, consider spending 30 minutes to create a very basic profile. It's totally free. You can put as much or as little on there as you want, but just having something basic that shows that you exist on LinkedIn can be really helpful when 
those hiring managers and potential employers are doing that little search to see, okay, do you have a professional online presence? So this next one is a don't, and it's a pretty general one, but definitely important to keep in mind uh, and remind you of, especially if you're job searching. Don't post photos or information about patients. (laughs) So this should go without saying, but it gets violated all the time. And there are some areas that seem to be gray areas that people still get in trouble for. So for example, if you're in a Facebook group with other nurse practitioners, don't use it as your personal consult network and risk violating HIPAA. Okay. Don't post a picture of your patient's rash asking what it is without their consent. And even with their consent, this isn't really the type of use for social media platforms. And along those same lines, uh, avoid saying anything disparaging about your employer. I have seen many folks recently get quote unquote canceled or even get fired because of either saying disparaging things about their employer or what this all boils down to is violation of their employer's social media policies. So know your social media policies of your employer or your school inside and out and and don't violate it. And, And if it's questionable, if you're not sure if you're violating it, just don't do it, okay? Unless you're not attached to your job or your school and you're willing to potentially take a hit or lose lose your position. So here's another don't. Don't accept friend requests from patients or use social media to disseminate medical advice. There's definitely a personal and professional crossover on social media and and many professionals maintain a presence on social, which I love. I, I love this kind of open access medical education movement that is happening on social media, on platforms like Instagram and TikTok. So I'm definitely not speaking poorly on that. But it is important to be mindful, again, of your organization's social media policies. And it's also important to set boundaries and keep it clear that you are only providing medical advice in the setting of your workplace. So including a little statement somewhere in your in your bio or on your profile that, you know, information for educational purposes only or these are my thoughts and not my employer's thoughts, or um, you know, content does not equal medical advice, find some way to make it super clear so that you don't find yourself violating uh, your organization's social media policy or find yourself in some sort of malpractice situation. If you talk about a certain drug or a therapy and someone watches it and tries it and has a bad outcome, I mean, this is very unlikely, but certainly possible. You don't want people coming at you and and basically claiming that you were providing medical advice on your platform, and then you find yourself in a malpractice situation, and then your insurance doesn't cover you because you were providing medical advice in an inappropriate forum. Okay, if you have an influencer or an educational platform, this can be a little tricky, uh, but it's always smart to check your employer's social media policy. Or if you are employed, you can even talk to HR to ensure that your content and your presence is not a violation or a conflict. That's another potential too, is some employers have either non-compete clauses or, or conflict statements in their employment agreements. And if you have a platform where you are making money, you want to make sure, or even just providing content, you want to make sure that you're not in conflict of of anything through your 
employer, unless, like I said, you're not really attached to being employed, in which case I still think you should be careful. Um, So that was a don't. Don't accept friend requests from patients or use social media to disseminate medical advice. Hey friend, this episode is brought to you by my membership community, the NP Society. If you are ready to become the NP you always wanted to be, then the NP Society is the place for you. This is a community that is designed for nurse practitioners and students to thrive beyond the clinical setting. This is a safe space for you. Membership includes access to our off Facebook chat community, as well as weekly virtual events that include guest expert masterclasses, social events, self-care classes, and clinical roundtable discussions. This is the first organization that puts the professional, that's you, at the center, and I cannot wait to meet you inside. To choose your membership level, head to thenpsociety.com or click the link in the show notes. Again, that's thenpsociety.com, and I hope to see you on the inside. Um, Here's another do. Do use social media for its great community building benefits. Network with other healthcare professionals who you likely wouldn't be able to meet in real life. Leverage connections for mutual benefit. Give and get support and guidance from communities online. I really think that, you know, this is one of the amazing benefits of social media is the fact that it's a place for us to be in community with people who we normally wouldn't wouldn't get to meet because of our geography, right? So finding opportunities to take advantage of this, whether it's creating a, a community of peers who you've who you've met or joining somebody's community or learning from an expert who you otherwise wouldn't be able to learn from, I think that that is really, you know, where the magic happens with social media and and of course, I have to include a plug here for the NP Society. The NP Society is uh, the community that I founded for nurse practitioners and NP students. And we are totally online. We're actually off of Facebook because I didn't want to mix up that platform with our professional group. But we have our own app and we have our own chat and community and we meet multiple times per month on Zoom and have different sorts of master classes and self-care classes. And uh, it's really my dream community for nurse practitioners that I, I would never have been able to create without this virtual network and an ability to reach people and to reach you wherever you are. So um, if you're not a member of NP Society, would love for you to consider checking it out or joining us, you can go to the npsociety.com. And this episode is airing the week before Christmas. And actually in January, there'll be a few different opportunities for you to learn more about the NP Society, learn more about what we're doing there, learn more about our new mentorship program that is starting our group mentorship program. And another thing that's happening in January is a speed networking event that's open to everyone. So you'll hear more about this in the coming weeks. uh, But I do want to give like a little exciting plug for that because I am really excited. And and actually, when we had our virtual conference back in October, two of the sessions we had were virtual speed networking. And when I tell you 
It was so much fun. So many people met one another and had great conversation and made great connections. You know, being in community and connecting with others who are going through what you're going through is just super powerful and difficult as we get further in our careers and as we're kind of siloed in our in our workplaces. So I hope that you'll consider joining us for the January Speed Networking event. It will be for NPs and NP students. It will be totally free. And I'll give you more information in the coming episodes. Or if you're on my email list, you can, of course, get that information there as well. So let's review these do's and don'ts of social media etiquette when you are job hunting. So do take an inventory of your social accounts and adjust your privacy settings. Make sure that you are putting forth the professional persona that you wish to put forth, which sometimes means just keeping everything that's personal private. Next, do consider having a LinkedIn account with at least a basic profile and photo. This is really a great platform to use, but also a common platform that will be searched. So showing that you have a professional presence on LinkedIn can be really helpful for potential hiring managers who are screening. The next one, a don't, this is don't post photos or info about patients. Don't violate HIPAA, please. And another don't is don't accept friend requests from patients or use social media to disseminate medical advice. Always remember to give that little disclaimer, you know, this is not medical advice. This is educational content only, that type of thing, especially if you have an influencer or educational platform. And the final do, do use social media for its great community building benefits. You can network, you can meet people, you can enhance your knowledge, you can enhance your personal and professional growth through people that you connect with on social media. It's a, it's a great, great part of social media. While there are some negatives, I think, you know, the, this is one of the positives that certainly makes the other parts worth it. So I hope this has been helpful for you. Um, These are really good things to keep in mind, even if you're not currently job searching, but especially if you are, especially if you're a student getting ready to graduate, please don't forget to go over these. Uh, I hope that you implement these and that it's been helpful. And if you have any other social media etiquette tips, I would love to hear them. So go ahead and shout me out on Instagram or send me a DM at the resume RX. I always love hearing from you and knowing that you are tuned tuning in and and hearing your takeaways. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and rest of your week. And I'll be in your ears again next Tuesday and can't wait until then. Well, that does it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and making it all the way to the end. If you found today's episode helpful, would you take a minute and give me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts? It will truly help other nurses find this show and know that it's worth listening to. For more information about this episode, as well as a place to submit your questions or suggestions for future episodes or guests, head to nursebecoming.com. I cannot wait to connect with you again soon. And until next time, remember, I am always rooting for you.